What's up, everybody? Welcome to the pod. My name is Emily. And I'm Paige. And I'm the beautiful and graceful eagle hunting for lunch on the LaPouche Beach. And I'm the fish you just caught. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. Um, what's good? What's new? Honestly, nothing much. I got a pizza cooling down right now, waiting for me to eat it icy cold. Um, so that's super exciting. I recently started watching What We Do in the Shadows. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Vampire themed and also hilarious. What is it on? Um, I'm watching it right now on Hulu. Okay. I do gotta, I, w- I meant to ask you this before we went on air, but did you hear that our favorite podcast that we both like got bought by Amazon? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see what happens. Yes, so a lot of people are boycotting it, I heard. I want to hear the statement. It's on their social media. Oh, shit, I didn't even know. Yeah. Here is my promise to you, listeners. Paige and I will never sell out to Jeff Bezos. Can you imagine Jeff calling us up and being like, hey, I want to own your podcast? I'm trying to think of any multimedia conglomerate trying to... Sorry, Tina was just standing on, like, a vein in my leg. <laughs> really hurt. Anyways... <laughs> I'm trying to picture any multimedia conglomerate billionaire guy having any interest in our Twilight podcast. I'm so dead. <laughs> okay, so I told Paige before we st- we went on air that I had a story for her. I saved it for y'all, too, because I thought you'd like it. So this happened to me last night, less than 24 hours ago. So, friend of the pod, Remy, one of her favorite restaurants is Boston Market. And so, hold on, Paige is making a face. I love Boston Market. It's so good. I had never had it. And so, I got her a gift card to Boston Market for her birthday in 2020. And because of everything that's been happening, she hadn't used it yet. And so, we were talking about, like getting it together for the longest time. So finally we decided to do it last night because we hang out on Monday nights. And so she works till six. I work till four. So I was like, set the pickup time for six and I will go get it. Where I live, there was none around. There's also none really around her. They're kind of all basically in the corners of the greater Denver metro area, which is pretty big. So I drive to the one that's closest to me. She First of all, she schedules it there 6 p.m that day yesterday um you know she gets the email it charges her gift card it's all set i roll up at 5:59. there is a sign on the door that says closing at 4 p.m we'll re- resume regular hours tomorrow so they're just straight up not there the lights are off there's a cone in the drive-thru they are not having it i tried calling obviously no one answered because there was no one in there <laughs> So Remy and I are like, okay, we'll pivot. So for Paige's reference, I don't know how well you know the Denver area, but this was in Greenwood Village, like kind of by Ikea and Parkwood Meadows. Okay. 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 Parkwood Meadows, just Park Meadows. I don't know why I said Parkwood. Anyway, 
So Remy calls this one in Wheat Ridge. 28 minutes away from me. She's driving home from work. She calls them. She explains to this the, the GM there. Her name's Leanne. She's great. Nice lady. The situation. She explains the situation. And Leanne's like, okay, just bring in your order, like the email, and we'll remake it for you here, and we won't charge you. So I'm like, great. I sit in rush hour Denver traffic for 28 minutes going to Wheat Ridge. I walk into this Boston market. It's on Wadsworth Boulevard. Okay, that's the name of the street that it was on, which is a big, it's like a main street in Denver. And I'm like, hey, I talked to Leanne on the phone. Like, she said she was going to make our food for us, all this stuff. Like, I was like, we went to the, or we placed an order with a location that closed early and didn't tell us. And it's a guy, and he's like, well, if it's at another location, we can't help you. And I was like, where's Leanne? I talked to Leanne. And he was like, only one woman works here, and her name's Samantha. And at this point, I literally thought Ashton Kutcher was going to jump out at me and be like, we got you good. But he didn't. It turns out there's another Boston Market, also on Wadsworth, in Lakewood. Except that its address is not on Wadsworth. It's on a cross street. And Leanne is new. She just moved here from Arizona. So she forgot to tell friend of the pod Remy that. <laughs> it's literally 7.15 at this point. And I'm angry as fuck. So we ended up just literally paying for the food at that Boston market I was already at, which was hella embarrassing because as soon as he said Leanne didn't work there, I went outside to call Remy because I was like, this is embarrassing. And then she was like, we'll just get it from there. So then I had to go back in. And he was like, how's your day going? And I was like, good, how about you? <laughs> so embarrassing. So we ended up getting it from there. We ate it. It was delicious. Not the best first experience I've ever had with a restaurant. But it was just a comedy of errors. It was hilarious. That is so blood-boiling. <laughs> I... Like, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Like, driving during rush hour is one of my least favorite things. But add on, I'm hungry to it. This, it's, you're, this is a catastrophe in the making. And you get to the delicious place where chicken comes out glistening in the sunlight. And they're like, Leanne, Luann? Leanne, yeah. Leanne who? Never heard of her. Never met her. I don't know who that is. (laughs) I would... I would be eviscerated. I would not be alive anymore. <laughs> In one of the waiting periods where I was trying to figure out what we were doing, I literally logged on to bostonmarket.com slash feedback and wrote a complaint <laughs> about the first phase. I'm hoping I get some free shit out of it. Did you ever contact Leanne? Does she know the conclusion to this story? Yeah, Remy called her back and was like, hey, they said you don't work there. Like, where are you? And she was like, it's at these cross streets. And my friend's like, oh, she's at another one. And it was not Leanne's fault. She's like, I didn't know there was another one on Wadsworth. I just moved here. I'm so sorry. And Remy was like, it's fine. Thanks for everything. Bye. (laughs) Damn, that that really is a comedy of errors. Because to drive to Lakewood to get the free version would be another, like, 22 minutes, I think it was. Plus, then driving all the way to Remy's place was just on the opposite end of town. 
I'm hungry just listening to this story. And I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. It do be like that sometimes. Thank you, Leanne, if you're, if you're listening to this. Can you imagine? <laughs> Anyways. Boston Market, we are open to sponsorship. We would happily, I know we said that we were going, we're not going to sell out, but if you want us to do advertisements, I will 100% do it. I'll, I'm doing it right now for free. I love their roasted potatoes. They're so good. We only said we wouldn't sell out to Jeff Bezos. Listen, if you hear this, Boston Market, and you want to sponsor us, I will delete it and re-upload the episode so that no one else new will hear it. Take it or leave it. I'm also pretty sure that there's an episode of Undercover Boss for Boston Market, and I'm pretty sure, I cannot, I feel like it's Boston Market, maybe it was a different restaurant, but what I'm remembering is that there's like a 20-something-year-old guy who is training the guy, and he is just complaining the whole time, and is like, yeah, the customers are stupid, I hate the customers, like, anytime I don't have to spend with the customers is the best, and obviously he gets fired, like, for sure, but I'm just like, yeah, but that's real. Like that, like you, this guy just so unluckily happened to be the person training this guy. Like, I guarantee that like any of the other workers would have said some shit like that. I say that shit every day at Chipotle. Anytime you're stupid, we go in the back and talk about you 30 seconds later. I'm sorry. It's true. I know he wasn't wrong. We had to pay the price. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Twilight shit. We read two chapters this week. All about La Push. That's a movie reference. If you didn't catch that. Um, what were they fucking called? Um, <laughs> nature and Imprint. Um, yeah, Nature and Imprint. So, what do you think of these two chapters? So, I kind of thought that nature was a little I honestly they both were a little bit a breath of fresh air like seeing Bella just really happy and carefree was just very refreshing and getting to actually do what she wants to do and not being stopped by someone I love that for her I did think that nature was a little heavy-handed with the metaphors Um, You really should just just gloss over those and the reader will interpret it. You do not have to be so so loud about it, Stephanie. Um, Also, imprint. It I just don't understand why, like why? Why? I don't know why that needed why that needs to be a thing. Like, I feel like it's going to be important later, but why is it a thing? I don't know. If it if it weren't important later, why even bring it up in the first place? And note that Bella is not Jacob's imprint or his soulmate or whatever. Like, clearly there is more to this and more to come. I just don't understand why. Yeah, I really can't comment. <laughs> so... When you're talking about metaphors, are you talking about those fucking magnets? Yes, and the eagle and the fish. Yeah, that was a lot going on. The magnets were like five fucking paragraphs of just getting getting the the idea pounded into my skull. Truly. I have a speech to make about that little magnet section, too. So it's my first note, so get ready. 
All right, should we jump in? Let's do it. Okay, so there's been a bit of a time jump since the last chapter left off. Um, and Bella opens it, opens this chapter up by saying <clears throat> that she's having a bad week because all this shit is happening to her. It's like, yeah, we know. You don't have to like do this exposition again. We've been here the whole time. I did appreciate that the literal first sentence of the entire chapter, it's a sentence alone. It, there's no other paragraph part to it. It just says, I was having a bad week. Girl, same. I, it, they're all bad weeks for me, really. So, like, I read it and I was like, that is my first note. Same. I get it. <laughs> She's just like me for real. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, also, I did also want to add for general impressions really loved the last page of imprint we got some zodiac stuff going on i thought you would enjoy that yeah that's cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay we'll get to that um so she just summing up all this shit we already know about how she tried to ask the colons slash tell the colons that it's done that she's still human with victoria lurking and the, the volturi lurking and they all were like no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Let's just wait. And then Edward was like, I mean, I'll change you now if you want to get married. Yuck. And then, because Bella has issues, <laughs> she's also having a bad week because Edward's out of town hunting. And he's not at school, so now she has to, like, have her own life. Can you imagine? The fact that this is, like, a one-day thing, one to two days I'm like, girl, you got to get your priorities in order. I could think if I had two days to myself, I could get so much done. You know? Yes, totally. I love Jacob more than life itself. But sometimes I'm like, are you are you going to go see your dad down in uh, 45 minutes away? You haven't seen him in a while. And then he leaves for like three days. And I'm like, hell yeah, I don't have to shave. I could fart in peace you know how it be i do know how it be that the beginning of that statement was a little misleading because jacob and jacob so i thought you were still talking about the book and i was like wait what wait what and then i realized what was going on yeah no i don't love any twilight characters except maybe emmett and rosalie but that's it i like angela okay that's fair yeah that's fair okay so then there's this whole business with the fucking magnets. Bella is going to work at Mike Newton's parents' sporting goods store. But she's running early, so she starts rearranging these fucking magnets. And we always obviously know that it's about Jacob and Edward, and she's trying to push that two polar opposites together, and they won't go. Here's what I... Let me just get on my soapbox for one second. I'm pretty sure that I've already made this speech on the podcast, but it bears repeating. The bottom of page 95. Let's read the little paragraph. Not wanting to be ridiculously early for work, I ate my breakfast slowly, one Cheerio at a time. Then when I'd washed the dishes, I arranged the magnets on the fridge into a perfect line. Maybe I was developing obsessive compulsive disorder. Once again, OCD is probably, I mean, along with ADD, I would say, the mental illness that is joked about the most in our society. Everybody likes to say that they have OCD or ADD if they can't pay attention or if they like things organized. And that is extremely 
upsetting and rude to people who actually do have those disorders, myself included. Therefore, this is your PSA. If you've been saying it, I used to say stupid shit too, and then I stopped. So this is your PSA. Yeah, it also, I feel like, diminishes the experience for people who are actually going through the symptoms and outcomes of a mental illness. And so people who do not have that illness think that it's not as serious or not as effective, or not effective, but um, intrusive, I guess, in daily life. Yeah, definitely. It's just a vicious cycle of like trivializing it, stigmatizing it. Listen, Bella girl, girly, bestie, I wish that my OCD was just rearranging magnets on the fridge. <laughs> well, I'll leave it at that. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls do not make fun of other people's mental illness or take it on as their own for personality traits. Amen. That's all I'm going to say about the magnets. <laughs> so... Bella drives to work, and when she gets there, Tyler and his, no, not Tyler, Mike and his mom are arguing about him going to Seattle with Tyler, and she's having kind of the same reaction that Charlie's having, that she will not let him go to Seattle while there's so much crime going on. Um, And Bella kind of interrupts that argument, and she realizes that they do not need her there because... They've been training a replacement. They, they're not going to be busy. She just doesn't need to be there. Also, before I get to that, I'm like, do we stand Karen Newton? Because the way Stephanie describes her, she's hot. I, I'm glad that you came back to her because I loved her. And I also wanted to put out, she is introduced as Bella Sang. Karen Newton was the last person, I think, to ask for help in an outdoor sports equipment store, and then goes on to describe the way that she looks as being very, like, hyper-feminine in a way. And I'm just like, okay, pot, um, are you one to be working in a sports store? I don't want to ask you for any advice, miss. I don't know how to walk at all. I am on the floor. My jaw's on the floor, and so is the rest of me. <laughs> like, let's not be throwing judgments about the way that people look when you are literally the last person I would actually ask for help. So true. And also, I choose to believe that Karen built this store with her husband from the ground up, and she actually does know a lot about sports. I mean, I know a lot about sports, and I like when my hair is curly. I'm not rich enough to fucking have my nails done like she does, but I would if I had the money. My mom literally records every single Boston Red Sox, New England Patriots, Boston Celtics, or Boston Bruins show, or not show, game, slash competitions. I don't know. They they all have different, you know, terminologies. She records every single one, and she is a woman- and she owns her femininity. Brenda's rad. As you all know, if you listen to the blooper reel. And if you didn't, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So, there's another metaphor we didn't even mention, but these fucking flyers. 
Mrs. Newton asks Bella to throw out these flyers that someone brought in about saving the Olympic wolf. And Bella sees them and she's like, oh, I should go to La Push. I do got to say, this is gutsy. This is pretty ballsy. I did. I do kind of support her in this decision because she knows doing it that there's going to be people mad at her. She knows. And you know what? Who, who is she hurting in this? The only person, you know, she's making a decision for herself. She knows the dangers. And you know what? She, I feel like she had a really good time slash is having a really good time. So I think that there's nothing wrong with it. I say go, Bella. Do, do what you got to do. It's super smart. She used her big fat brain and was like, this is this is going to work out. This was not pre-planned. This was sudden. This is the way that I do it. And she did it. I agree. The only thing is this probably would be the only time that she could get away with it. Because like, even if she's like, I'll just make it a snap decision. If she's even thinking about it, you know, it'll ruin it. But yeah. But like, I'm also thinking of in Twilight when she had to escape the cones at the airport. She thought that whole plan up on her own. Like, I feel like she is actually pretty intelligent when it comes to outsmarting the Collins. <laughs> we laugh because we hate them. <laughs> I, yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. So she makes it to La Push without being stopped by anyone. And, of course, Jacob is super happy to see her, and so is Billy. So they end up walking to, you know, they go on a walk together. They end up on the beach eventually. But, I mean, the majority of this chapter is just their conversation, really. And then a lot of the next chapter is the same. So, um, basically, the first topic that Bella actually gets into and describes to the reader is... Jacob asking, like, what happened when the clones got back? Like, he's like, so just went back to normal? The fact that he's been wondering that the whole time is rough. Yeah. Um, You know, and Bella tries to say, like, I had nothing to forgive him for. He didn't do anything wrong. And Jacob's like, well, you didn't see yourself when you got, like, when they first left. You were a mess, blah, 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 whatever. And then Bella, Bella tells him that Edward left for her safety. I was kind of surprised by Jacob being like, oh, well, okay. I would be like, that sounds like bullshit, girly. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too, especially when Jacob is so intent and focused on Bella's safety, you know? Yeah, and well-being. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like Edward's focused on her safety, but not her well-being. Am I wrong? That's a really good point. I, I kind of never thought about that. You know, Bella, I feel like, is... I think that she believes that Edward is looking after both for her. But when you're in that toxic relationship place, I feel like it's hard to actually see the true, sometimes sinister nature of the things that your partner will do. Yeah, and I mean, not all of it is sinister. It's just, like, the absolute for him that's so black and white that he's, like, anything that puts her in danger is a no. And that's why he left in the first place, you know? Yeah. The moral of the story here is that Edward be dumb sometimes. Are you guys getting sick of us saying that? <laughs> I'm getting sick of having to talk about it. 
I think about that actually quite a lot because I know that so many homies were diehard Edward fans and I am finding out about Edward right now. I didn't know anything about him and I didn't have a teenage brain that was not like picking up on everything. My first impression of him is not very good. And I'm so sorry to any listener who is like a diehard Edward fan. I'm sorry that I keep roasting him, but I just don't care for him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry too. Here's what I will say. And this is a lot coming from me. Edward does a lot of things in this book. And in my mind, emotionally matures a little bit. He does a lot of things that might surprise you. Not a lot of things, but several significant things. Okay, I'll keep an open mind. Okay, that's fair. But I won't forget. I saw a meme about Capricorns that's like, forgive but never forget or something like that. And I was like, I don't even forgive. (laughs) I saw a whole thing um, on TikTok. This is super random. You do not have to include this in the actual podcast. But it was some girl on TikTok doing like, these are my um, perhaps like, these are my honest reads of the signs, like my honest impressions of what I think you look like slash act like if you're this sign. And the first one did not have Leo in it. And so many people in the comments were like, where's Leo? Make a Leo video. Where's the Leo video? As a Leo, I'm like really offended that you didn't even talk about me. And then she made a whole video about Leos because the Leos needed it. And I was like, Honestly, yeah, I did want to know because they were all really good and funny. And I was like, well, where's mine? Totally. It's so upsetting when you see that and they only did like half of them or something and you're not part of the half. I I feel like Capricorn gets the shaft sometimes and I'm really sorry. That's okay. We're better than everyone and we already know it. So that's fine. I'm happy for you. Okay, so then Jacob asks about, well, he doesn't really ask, but they get around to the subject of Italy and the Volturi. So Bella tells him an abridged version of the story. And I do got to say that on page 103, he calls it a horror story. And she says, horror, I scoffed. Did you forget the part where all those people got murdered? And you had a mental breakdown about it? You literally almost passed out, sis. You were hyperventilating. Is that not horror enough for you? I'm confused. You saw a man with onion skin. That is, like, that is terror that I've never even seen before. (laughs) I'm dead. Okay. (laughs) Then Bella asks Jacob, you know, what happened this past weekend with the, the wolves and the colons and Victoria. So he gives her a lot more detail than Edward did. Not surprisingly, Um, you know, he just kind of talks about how she was like running along the line and then they were trying to keep up. But then Emmett like accidentally came across the line and almost ran into Paul. So then Paul got mad. I mean, we pretty much already knew this. It was just kind of like, um, you know, more details. I did think it was really funny (laughs) how he keeps calling the Cullens like the blonde one, the leader and the other blonde one and she keeps saying like interrupting him to say their names and he goes you know I don't really care (laughs) it makes me think of when Charlie kept calling Edward Edwin (laughs) oh yeah I forgot about that 
Can I also add something about this little section? Please do. I think that Stephanie's reason for including this was to kind of give a little more like, you know, that wolf perspective of everything. But I think it also has a purpose of kind of maybe alluding at what's going on with um, Victoria's plans. And I might be just hypothesizing incorrectly here, but I kind of get the impression that Victoria knows what's up. Like she knows that this is a borderline. She knows that tensions are running high. She might even know about the treaty in some way or know that, you know, there's werewolves here, there's vampires here. I'm sure they don't get along. And I feel like she is stoking the fire. She is trying to cause a fight because she's going back and forth to, I feel like, draw both parties into the same area and then disappearing so that they're left fighting, you know? I feel like this is her plan. Interesting. Yeah. That would be very smart if it was her plan. You mean it is her plan, not if it is her plan. If it is her plan. She won't give me nothing, guys. (laughs) Not even a crumb. Mm -mm. So then, when Jacob finishes kind of that little recap... Bella can tell that he's thinking about something and she's like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, well, if you had never jumped off the cliff, then maybe we'd be dating is basically what he says. Like not in so many words, but that's essentially what he's getting at. And Bella's like, well, Edward was coming back anyways. And Jacob kind of scoffs at that. And then she says, Sam is mad at you because he thought that you would be the only one who hated the Cullens as much as he did obviously also talking about himself um without saying it and you know bella's they it's weird because like four different times during this conversation they like kind of fight and bella storms off and then they just continue talking so it's like two times would have been enough it is very high school it is very teenager energy for me that's true that's true fair so I guess I'll just read a bit from page 109. He thought you were the one person in the world with as much reason to hate the Cullens as he does. Sam feels sort of betrayed that you would just let them back into your life like they never hurt you. And Bella tries to be like, go to hell. And then Jacob like cuts her off with this whole business about the eagle and the fish. And he says, you see it everywhere. Nature taking its course, hunter and prey, the endless cycle of life and death. And yet you don't see the fish trying to plant a kiss on the eagle. You never see that. Do you think it's Jacob's place to say shit like this? Like, is it okay that he's saying this? I mean, I feel like Edward has kind of also said the same thing to Bella. I feel like he has kind of said it a lot. Like, it, you shouldn't be attracted to me. I shouldn't want you. Like, you're, how could you, how could you ever even run away from me? I could chase you down and, like, I, I feel like Edward kind of brings it up a lot. So the fact that Jacob is bringing it up kind of didn't surprise me because I feel like I'd heard it already so many times. Is it his place? I, I don't know. If your friend is in a toxic relationship with someone that you know is a danger to them, maybe, but 
you could also argue that her hanging out with Jacob is also a danger. So it's like, I don't know if Jacob really has the footing to say like, well, you being with him is dangerous when her being with him is also dangerous in a way. Um, I guess the whole thing I'm trying to get at is one, Jacob has used this, this imagery a lot or not Jacob. I'm so sorry. Edward has used this imagery a lot. So I'm not surprised to hear it also from Jacob, just in different words. And two, I'm going to say I'm halfway in between the argument of whether or not Jacob is in the right. That's pretty much where I'm at, too. Because, like, somebody needs to talk to Bella about the unhealthiness of this relationship. He's not doing that. He's kind of doing it in an oblique sort of way. I would address other issues first. I got a bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. But but I'm also like, meh. Yeah. Because right after this... They go into a whole argument about, you know, like, you're not human either. So do you think it's hypocritical for him to be saying this? I think it's hypocritical for him to be throwing all of the the hate and the, um, like, I, I don't want to call them slurs because I, I don't know if it's considered a slur to call someone a bloodsucker. But just like the derogatory terms, I guess. I think it is a little hypocritical in that sense. But in Jacob's mind, the werewolves are completely safe. You know, like, these are my brothers. You know, we're here to protect you. And the vampires are their arch nemesis. You know, they're the ones who kill people, this and that. And, I mean, Edward kind of sees Jacob and the werewolves the same way. But I feel like Jacob hasn't been super toxic to Bella that I've been seeing from Edward I don't know. I don't know. I I wish that Jacob were saying these things in maybe a less self selfish way. Like I feel like the reason he's trying to plant these seeds of doubt and worry in her mind is because he wants her to be with him. Like if he was just coming at her as a friend like, "Hey, I've been seeing these things in your relationship and it's really making me worried." That would be one thing. But the reason he's bringing it up over and over again is because he has a big, fat, stinking crush on her. Yeah, that's a really good point, too. Yeah, I agree. And then there's the added complicated layer of this fake culture that Stephanie put on a real tribe. Um, because, you know, he tries to make the point of, like, it's in my blood and it's we're part of nature which I don't even really know how to even dress that because it's not real, but like elements of their culture have that. So it's like, there's this whole other layer. So it's a complicated question. Yeah. I, when you bring that up, it also, it it just kind of makes me wonder slash feel like, I mean, maybe it wasn't a good idea to appropriate an entire culture for your story and for gain. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the best idea. Maybe, maybe that wasn't great. Maybe not. I do want to point out just because, I don't know. I do just want to point out that Jacob does accuse Bella of liking Edward A for only his looks and B only for his money, which is a shitty thing to do. Yeah, that is, that did rub me the wrong way. It really did. 
Yeah. And it rubbed Bella the wrong way, too, which good for her for seeing that that was an inappropriate thing to say. Yeah. She doesn't leave, but it does rub her the wrong way. So then Jacob kind of reveals, you know, the pain that he's kind of been hiding from Bella that he's in because, you know, she's basically like breaking his heart with all of this that she's doing, you know. So that's basically where the first chapter ends. That's why I felt like we had to definitely do another one because this ends like in the middle. Like it was a weird ending. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I'm glad that we're continuing because that left off in such an awkward place. Totally. Her chapter divisions do not always make the most sense, but oh well. She's published in A Millionaire and I'm not, so what can I say? Did you have anything from that one that we didn't cover? No, we got it all. The main emphasis for me was the the heavy metaphors. Okay. So chapter five is more focused on kind of Jacob's end of things. And, you know, he does a lot of the talking in this one. So Bella asks him, you know, to kind of open that road up about how everyone's doing and Quill. So it turns out Quill did turn into a werewolf and he loves it. Like he's super stoked to be in on it, which makes sense because both his best friends, he thought like had gotten involved in this gang and like had abandoned him. And now he like knows what's up. Yeah, I felt really bad for him for a really long time because he was the last one. And I mean, when him and Jacob were just the two of them, obviously they had each other and they had kind of a a joint enemy to hate. And then Jacob left him to join that enemy. Like he must have been going through, he must have been going through it. So I'm so glad that he gets to be with his friends again. Yeah, me too. Um. Let's see. So then Bella asks about Sam, like, like why he hates the colon so much, basically. Um, and then they get sidetracked talking about Edward. And Jacob's like, well, do you think like he would come like get you if you stayed at my house or whatever? And Bella's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then the audacity of this statement, bottom of page 115. Jacob says, is he ready to kill me? Jacob asked with a grim smile, unconcerned by my anger. And Bella says, not like you seem to be. I realized I was yelling. At least he can be a grown-up about this. I'm like, are we talking about the same? Are we still talking about Edward? Edward is 117 years old, and he is still not a grown-up. He's he's not an adult about anything. Love blinds, I guess. <laughs> um, do, do. Okay, so then after that little cat fight... Jacob starts telling Sam's kind of backstory. So it was really hard for him, as we kind of knew already, because there was no wolves around. Like none of the elders were even wolves, the tribe elders, when he first turned. So he was like super confused. He thought he'd lost his mind, which totally understandable. Um, He disappeared for a couple weeks. And at the time he was dating Leah Clearwater. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, damn, I forgot about Leah. Yeah. So obviously we'll talk about her more in a second. But Sam comes back from being gone for two weeks and he wouldn't say where he's been. So obviously everyone's suspicious. I would be suspicious. You know, everyone thought he was kind of up to something bad. And then he runs into Quill's grandfather, who's one of the three tribal elders and old quill as they call him um 
notes his like really high body temperature and he's like oh my god he turned into a werewolf so then he meets with the three elders and they explain kind of what's happening and then he feels better so bella interjects at this point to say page 118 bella says the Collins had no idea. They didn't think that werewolves still existed here. They didn't know that coming here would change you. And my thing is, is like, how do you know that, Bella? Have you ever asked? Other than Edward's opinion? Have you ever asked Carlisle? Yeah, she's she's definitely answering with some blinders on right here. It made me mad. It rubbed me the wrong way. So then Bella says in an offhanded way, grow up, Jacob. And he says, I wish I could. And Bella finds out that he is also not aging and she throws a fucking hissy fit about it. Why are we making this situation about you? Why are we making this about you? This is a bummer to find out. I mean, Jacob doesn't really seem that upset by it. But... Bella should not be having the reaction she's having. A little a little more concern about your friend would be great. And I mean, to Bella, immortality is a really great thing. So this does suck for her. So I'm looking at this objectively. But maybe a little more self, a uh, little more awareness, self-awareness. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think Jacob's not that upset because it's not permanent. Yeah. But, yeah, it would still suck. And he tries to say, like, he's probably 25 physically, which is a weird thought. Because mentally he's, like, it's, yeah. It's not like Edward, because Edward is 17 physically and mentally. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, it's weird. Um, okay. Okay, so then after they have that little... Bella has that little hissy fit. She asks Jacob to continue with with Sam's story. And, you know, Jacob's like, things were better once he kind of knew what was going on. He wasn't allowed to tell Leah because they're not supposed to allow, they're not supposed to be allowed to tell anyone. So she's obviously like really worried because he was doing the same kind of shit that Jacob was doing, except it's even more worrying for her because she's actually dating him and Bella wasn't dating him. She didn't live in the same place. So it was like, you know, a little different but they're trying to work it out you know and then leah's cousin emily comes to visit one weekend and sam imprints on her so i had in my notes to ask you what your thoughts were about it i think you made that clear earlier i just don't get it like why does that need to be a thing is that a thing in werewolf lore i don't i don't know why does it need to be a thing that's a good question. I don't know if it's, like, a thing anywhere else. Interesting. Like, it's a thing with chickens. I don't know if it's a thing for wolves. Chickens. That's funny. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like... I just have a lot on this. But I'm trying to think of what I should go into. We will talk, uh, this is kind of spoilery, I guess, but kind of not. We will talk more about Leah in the future. But there is a ton of great, like, thought leadership on Leah's role in, in these books and kind of, you know, her as the scorned woman. And this is the beginning of it. And it's really hard to read because 
she's kind of just a punching bag in this scenario. You know? Like, why even write her in at all? I guess so that Sam would hate the Collins, but, like, what is that really achieving? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, no, when I read it, I didn't get that impression from their relationship at all. To me, it was she was put in there or that detail was put in there to be an extra level of drama. Like it was a thing that was not required. It was there just for almost the shock value of it. Right. Right. And I didn't bring anything to this, like any outside articles to this episode, just because there's a lot more to come on her. But I just feel like there is like a trope in literature about like the, the, woman of color and being a scorned woman and like losing out and like even though it is her cousin so I guess Emily would be and we, we've met Emily too and it sounds like she's also indigenous so she's another woman of color but still it's just like it starts off feeling gross and spoiler alert it doesn't get any less gross like it's just it starts off being gross and it's just completely superfluous like it Sam could have not had a girlfriend. She could have changed this role from Leah to another another kid from high school or something. Someone or like another person, like an elder or something. I don't know. Just there was no reason to include it aside from the fact that she was going to be to have her love interest taken from her. And now she has to be a bridesmaid like there. It was only put in to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. You know, there was no, there was no need for it. Totally. Totally. And just picture, picturing like the logistics of that, like them three all being together when this thing happened is like really horrifying. Yeah. It's not needed in more than one way. Yeah. Okay. So. At first, Emily is, like, really upset about it, too, because she's close with Leah, but she gives into it. Again, a bad position for her to be in. And then Jacob touches briefly on when Sam lost his temper and scarred her face. I guess we should talk a little bit about the words that Jacob uses to describe imprinting. So I'll just read those briefly. Sometimes we don't know exactly why we find our mates that way. I mean, our soulmates. And Bella says, what way? Love at first sight? Jacob says, it's a bit more pow powerful than that. More absolute. It's not easy to explain. It doesn't matter anyways. You wanted to know what happened to Sam to make him hate the vampires for changing him to make him hate himself. And that's what happened. He broke Leah's heart. So then, um, let's see. Bella asks if that's happened to anyone else, and it turns out it, that it's happened to Jared, who we know very little about. I, I just, I do gotta say, my notes for this was, okay, go off, Kim. We have no choice but to stand, because she was, like, in love with him, and then he imprinted on her. She manifested that. Her diary did its job. It got all of that, what's her name, Kim? First first name is Kim. It got all of that Kim, I, do we even know his last name or do they just say his last, Jared's last name? I don't think I know it. Whatever, whatever you were writing, Kim, you created that yourself. Like Emily said, you manifested it. And that is what, that's what life is all about. <laughs> you know, sometimes it all works out the way we want it to. 
if you're listening to this and you have a crush and they don't know you exist, just keep writing your name combined with theirs and see what happens. Nothing bad will happen. Don't don't take the notebook to school. I <laughs> I did. Um, this is a really embarrassing story. And it's more embarrassing knowing that the photo evidence is literally on Facebook. Um, but for a brief, like, two-month period in high school, freshman year, I brought my fan fiction notebook to high school, and I was writing Warrior Cats fan fiction in the fucking high school walls, like, inside. I was doing that. Like, I remember she saw it, and she was like, what are you writing? And I, like, immediately closed it, and I was like, oh, it's just something for home. And I could not. I was too ashamed. And then... On the softball bus to an away game, I was also writing Warrior Cat fan fiction. I took a photo of me writing and put it on Facebook. And there is literally a photo of me writing Warrior Cat's fan fiction on Facebook. I leaned in and said, who's Ember Paw? And I immediately had to be like, he's no one. And then put the book away because I was so embarrassed. Honestly, it's kind of iconic. You shouldn't be embarrassed anymore. Was it smut fiction? No, it was it was fully I am the big the world's biggest fan and I need to make my own. Okay, okay, that's good. That would be more embarrassing if it was like Warrior Cat's porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, nothing wrong with porn, nothing wrong with what y'all get off to. I'm just saying it would be embarrassing. It would be it would be I would have to change schools. Definitely. Okay. Let's see. Jacob is talking about how it's kind of unpleasant to, like, always read each other's thoughts because they have no privacy. Um, But it is kind of convenient when they're chasing a vampire, obviously, because they can coordinate so well. And then he finds out that, which I kind of forgot that he wouldn't have known this, that Edward can't read Bella's mind. I mean, it's not that important to him, obviously, but just interesting. And then they're kind of sitting there just being peaceful and not platonic in any way. But that's not my business. Uh, <laughs> I mind my own business. <laughs> I don't. I've never minded my own business in my life. I literally would pay money to read other people's business. You do pay money to read other people's business. I can't think of anything, but it's like I feel like all entertainment is like other people's business. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, okay. So then Jacob brings up that night that they went to the movie theater. It was like right before he changed into a werewolf. And he's like, you know, I miss that, like how it used to be so simple between us. Like, I'm glad I've got a good memory. And that's when Bella asks him, like, what were you thinking the other day to upset Edward so much? And he tells her that he was picturing her when... Edward first left, and then, like, later on, just, like, various times when Bella was really upset and in a bad place. I just feel like it shouldn't be funny to him as her friend. He's laughing the whole time. He's laughing, and also Bella finding out, like, that he used it as leverage to say, I'm better than you, or here's how you fucked up to his enemy slash her 
partner or her romantic interest. You know, it it is not cool in a couple different ways. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised that like Bella didn't stand up for herself. She's mad at him for Edward's sake, but she's not mad at him for her own sake, and that kind of upset me. Yeah, she. I, she definitely misses his tone in this and is only seeing, like like you said, how Edward was affected and how how this hurt Edward. You know, girl, your friend is taking, like, is using you for his own advantage and is belittling the situation that you were in. Be better. Paige is just nodding. Okay. Um, Bella at that point is like, I really do kind of got to go because she had made plans to help Angela with her graduation announcements. And also she knows that Alice and Edward probably think that she's dead. (laughs) Um, Or at least Alice does. Edward's not there. But she makes a comment about Edward hunting and then Jacob calls him a disgusting parasite. So then they have another one of their fights. And she's like, you have to be nice. Like to me. You're Jacob, he's Edward, I'm Bella, nothing else matters. And he says, but I am a werewolf, and he is a vampire. And Bella says, and I'm a Virgo. And I just think that that's a very Virgo thing to say. Yeah, I I also really cared for um, none of those freaky Virgos here. Of all the signs, Virgos are like the least freaky. They have their own agenda. Like... If I had to pick a freaky sign, I might pick Pisces. I might pick maybe, honestly, like maybe Leo, I might. Um, But I like Virgos, I feel like they have their own agenda and they stick to it. And like, if it's a little weird, well, that's your issue. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know as much about astrology, so I definitely like defer to you in that (laughs) it's really funny that freaky was the word choice there yeah freaky to me does not describe an earth sign freaky to me describes an air sign and or maybe like a water sign fair enough um so yeah jacob says just bella and jacob none of those freaky virgos here And then Bella promises to come back as soon as she can. And that's the end of chapter five. Did you have anything we didn't cover from there? No, the only thing I was going to say is that if I could make a suggestion as to the name of this episode, I would really love it to be Freaky Virgos. (laughs) Okay, I feel like that's fair. I'll honor you in that. Okay, so for next week, we're going to read two chapters again. The names of the two that we're going to read, chapter six and seven, the first one is Switzerland. The second one is Unhappy Ending. Your face right now. <laughs> Switzerland, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. Are they going to Switzerland? Like, what the fuck? Okay, no, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be like, okay, Switzerland 
was neutral during World War II. So someone's going to be neutral in a fight, and then someone's going to make the comment, oh, so you're going to be like Switzerland. Probably Bella. It's probably going to be Bella. Bella represents Switzerland. And that's going to be that. Do I know what the fight's about? No, I don't. Probably Edward and Jacob themed, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then, what was the other one? Sorry. Unhappy ending. Well, that's just going to be the consequences of your actions from Switzerland. I mean, it's going to be whatever, whatever the, whatever the cliffhanger is leading to is going to lead to an unhappy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens, I guess. I already know what happens. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> do you want to go over our socials? Um, before you do, y'all came through. I said, talk to us more, and you did. Jam, been loving all your stuff on Twitter. Paige is literally going to log into our Twitter so that she can read it all. I guess we're at that point. And then we've had some great combos with ads on Instagram and others, of course. Just a couple shout outs to our pals here. But yeah, this could be you. <laughs> your name could be on this billboard. If you message us, they're like, good, I'm not ever messaging you then. <laughs> it could be really fun, though. Like, do not knock it until you try it, girlfriend. <laughs> and you can literally say, don't talk about me on air if you want. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're here to serve. Tell them where they can hit us up. Please hit us up. We love the Twitter scene. You can tweet us at Taft Pod. Um, good gifts, good threads there. You know, let's keep that fun rolling. You can reach us on Instagram or Tumblr at Tuesdays are for Twilight. We got some good images on those, some good vids. Reels are really good. And also TikToks are amazing. We do not have a TikTok, but if you send a link to the TikTok, I will watch them on my personal account. I'm, I don't want to rep my personal TikTok account on here because it's I don't really need to do that. Um <laughs> But um, anyways, you can message us there. Tuesdays are for Twilight. Shoot us an email at Tuesdays are for Twilight at gmail.com if you want more of a prose sort of go at it. Um, if you feel so inclined, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. And as always, please check out the Quilutes and their efforts to move their cultural land to higher ground. You can find out more information and donate at www mthg.org thank you Paige and also we haven't had time to test out the discord yet Paige has had a crazy week she just went back to school and she works two jobs I just I, I'm always going to remind you all of that I'm not nearly as busy but I like to think that I am because I sleep so much <laughs> so it takes out a lot a lot of my time I like to not think about it at all because then I do the things and it's like I'm not even there it's like when I clock into a shift at Chipotle. Basically, I clock in, I black out, and then I clock out. I've worked there for so long that I do not need to use my brain. Like, I, it, it, I'm only using my brain stem at Chipotle. Like, it's just motor movements, and that's it. I, It's on muscle memory, autopilot. I do not need to be conscious to work there anymore. This makes me really sad, actually. Me too. Soon it will be over. Soon it will be over. Yes, ma'am. Can you, like, say something happy before we go? <laughs> I don't know what you were planning today, but... 
Um, okay. I can either say something goofy or I can give you a fun fact about sperm and penises. <laughs> well, between those two options, I really you pick. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have both prepared, so I feel like if we don't do the fun fact now, they're gonna ask what it was. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So sperm that codes or that has the X chromosome. So that creates um, a female sex baby. That sperm has a longer lifespan and is hardier. And sperm that code for the Y chromosome that create a male sex baby, are they die faster, basically. They're not as sturdy. They don't have as long of a lifespan. So, Men with longer penises are more likely to have male babies than men with shorter penises because with the shorter penis, the sperm have farther to travel and the vaginal canal and the uterus all have sort of um, different sort of like self-defense things to keep bacteria and harmful things out of the body. So sperm have a lot that they have to fight through to even get remotely close to the egg. So the closer you are to the egg, the better. So the shorter penises cause the sperm to have to travel a farther distance. So the male coding sperm die more than the female ones. So if you have a short penis, you're more likely to have a girl than a man with a long penis. I genuinely do not know what to say to you right now. Just say you're welcome, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week for chapter six and seven of Eclipse. Bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>